Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hot Tea Podcast, where I love, 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 love. <laughs> where you what? I just say where I host, and then my brain's like, wait, what? Oh, that's okay. And I'm Flo, the other blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to turn over. Nah, leave it in there. That's funny. You get our blunders. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't even say Q. <laughs> you did it? No, when you I am Flo. I thought I, you said Q. No. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. I was, so in my brain, I was going to say where I Q host with. Oh, IQ host with? Right, oh, wow. but I did. You're smart. I, I did it. See the IQ. But I did it. I just said where I host. Flows right over here. And that's how you get your host. Yes. Of the Hot flow. Scene Podcast. Oh, my cheese and crackers. <laughs> okay. All right. As you guys will get used to knowing, right at the top, we have a story to tell. This is our Living with Q Flow segment. So you get a little peek inside the life of, uh, I can say our family, nice. parenting, blended family, maybe an issue or two, never know. But today's story is rather simple. Oh. And I'm gonna talk about, you know, people like me, my species. There are, we come in phases, of course. The last phase is, you can call it man or old man. Uh, but the youngest stage we could say is boys. And boys are stupid, and they are dumb, and they are irritating. And I wish I didn't fall under the boy category when I was a boy, because I too was dumb and stupid. So this story is about middle school boys. And I believe that we as parents need to do a better job of teaching our young lings the best way to express themselves emotionally. Yes. Because uh, boys will be boys that people say, and that's not acceptable. That's being passive when we need to be aggressive in attending to the current situation. So boys may like girls. They may like girls, and they do strange things to garner the attention of the female that they are interested in. I think that is stupid and dumb because it, it feeds the wrong intent and can infuriate very protective and loving fathers. So this young boy decides that he is trying to garner our eldest attention, I guess you could say. And mothers. Well, yes, that's true. We can also become infuriated. <laughs> yeah, mama bears, you know, mama bear, papa bear. Okay, I was gonna let you express your side. This is me over here. So he proceeds to go into... No, actually, let's start with number one. Number one was, this boy was not going to see tomorrow. Two different boys here. So boy number one decides that he wants to uh, take away something that is needed. Uh, what, did he, what did he take? Spork. A spork. <laughs> so this is around breakfast time, I think. Beginning of school, maybe lunch. So takes Yvonne's spork away, then proceeds to, you know, back and forth a little bit between the two of them. Of course, Yvonne's asking for it back because it is essential for her to partake in her nourishment that the school provides. Mm -hmm. He decides then to throw it. 
So he throws it across the table onto the cement a few distance distance away from where she is. Why did you do that? Go pick it up. What do you say after that? No, he said go uh, go fetch. Go fetch. And then laugh, laugh around the table. Now, this is where I wish this school had dads on campus. But then I understand why they don't. Because if it were me, the boy would have got snatched up. Because you don't tell another female or anybody to go fetch something. As if they were a dog. And then laugh about it. That was strike number one. Strike number two. It's a math class or English class. Can't remember which one. And another boy, boy number two, decides that he's trying to garner attention. So he goes into Yvonne's bag and opens Yvonne's bag to find pencils and pens in that particular pouch that she has and takes out an eraser that just so happens to be sentimental to Yvonne, <coughs> proceeds to throw it in the trash. Luckily enough, someone saw and brought it to Yvonne's attention and she went and got it out of the trash and then puts it back into her bag. Now class is going on, and so she's got to use the restroom, as kids do, and comes back, goes back to her bag, and now the eraser is missing again. So she goes to the same board in which they told her the first time, and he now says he doesn't know. And then the teacher gets involved and he says he threw it away in the trash and no one could find it in the trash. So she does not have her eraser, no. her sentimental valued eraser. Yes. For which she has told the teacher the things that have happened. And then she comes home after putting on a brave face, completely falls into a big ball of tears mm -hmm. while telling her dad exactly what happened. You know, in between sniffles. Um, <laughs> Yeah, gotta have sniffle breaks in between. Yeah. Uh, so. Hot, fired, and irritated. I am. I don't know about hot, fired, and irritated. Or, well, hot and fired. But I'm definitely irritated. And action needs to be taken. So we take action and go to school and speak to the teacher. Mm -hmm. And that's where I express the need for education on healthy emotional expressions because boys are stupid so that it just and, and it's hard it's hard for me to pin it on the parents as though they're teaching these kids that it's okay because a lot of times that's not the case it's just boys are dumb and they're seeking attention of someone they like or trying to just get their attention for whatever reason get them to talk to them not to mention this group of young children have a two-year fallback thanks to the pandemic and not actually being able to socialize yes. with other people outside of their family. And we all know the way I act with my siblings is not the way <laughs> I act with people outside of my family. Yeah. So, you know, there's... So they had a, an exponential improvement on how to socialize via their thumbs from that two-year break. And so they kind of you know, regressed when it comes to orally conversing and socializing with people. 
But regardless of the fact, I don't care. You don't do that. So I made it known that, you know, there's strike one and strike two. Okay, don't don't let there be a strike three, because then I will make sure some way, somehow, I am on that campus watching. Because I don't play that. To speak to the parents of the boys. Said boys. Because one boy, he 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 saw, he he noticed immediately it was a problem and apologized. This other one, this last one, boy number two. Ain't got the picture. So hopefully the picture is gotten by the time we leave off this set to go pick up the kids. <laughs> so there you go. Parenting. Yep. Parenting. Another cute little segment. Boys are stupid. Boys are not stupid. Mm. Have the tendency to be dumb. And, and practice it often. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> ineptitudes. <laughs> yeah, I just. If they, it's, see, this is this is how I see it. A boy's brain is like a wet noodle. It's just not straight. But I know how to straighten a wet noodle. I'll get it right back to where it needs to be because I don't play that. Moving forward or into the episode. So before we dive deep into this episode, there is something I wanted to address. And that is my intention uh, based on the from the last episode. There's been a lot of watching and listening of other people speak and talk about various topics. And so one of the shows that I love to watch uh, on replay because I cannot stand commercials. So if that affects ratings and stuff, I do apologize, but I gotta get the replay because I kind of skip. I, I like to hear the continuous dialogue. First take on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. He spoke either, and because I've been watching so much, it could have been on first take, it could have been on the pivot, it could have been on I Am Athlete. I don't know which one because I've been watching a lot. But the sentiment that he was trying to get people to realize when it comes to his profession, his, his world, there are a lot of interactions with a lot of different people. And because when you're a reporter, that means you get a lot of behind-the-curtain information. Some things you are able to share, some things you're not able to share. And the... I guess the best reporters are all about relationships and building those relationships founded on authenticity, founded on trust and respect. And so he was preaching to the point that he is, he is well-connected, but that doesn't mean he's connected to everyone right. and everybody. So he has been blessed with the platform of being the lead, being the man when it comes to first take. And that is an opportunity in which he can disseminate his message to the masses in the form of a warning, let's say. And so he wants people to really focus and hone in on what it is that he is, he is disseminating to the people and what he is saying to caution those in which he does not have direct contact with. 
And so the sentiment is, if he's hearing stuff from behind the curtain, it doesn't matter who said what behind those curtains. It's the fact that he's bringing it to everyone, to people in particular, even though it is on a grand scale, everyone's watching. On the proper way in which you should handle and conduct to change your narrative. Because at the end of the day, he's not one who's trying to add to a narrative that's being written without you involved, but for you to know what is being uh, what is being understood of what it is that you're doing, how you're being characterized. So that way the pen is passed back to you so you can write your story the way you want it to be written, the way you want it to be heard, the way you want it to be seen. And so that's what leads us to this episode of today because I've had personal experience <laughs> on trying to disseminate information so that way those particular people can make the adjustments that they want to make. However, the focus wasn't on what I was saying and who it was coming from, me, the person. It was more so where did that information come from so I can go directly to them. Who told you? Who told me? And that doesn't that doesn't even matter because the point is there's someone of concern, someone of care that wants to make sure you're in control of your story. So let me pass this information to you so you can make the change and erase some things and then rewrite. So that leads us, like I said, to this episode for today. And just to further add on to it, we want to insert, you know, this clip, all credit to the Pivot Podcast host and Cam Newton. Where he goes, I'm a slouch. And that's the thing, like with, with new friends, because we'd say, you know, RC's a new friend. Mm. Yeah. But he's right there for us. Yes, sir. No matter what happens, like he like, bro, I'm there with you. Yeah, I think the call and check on us in the morning, bro. You good, see? Like he just checks on you, mm. and he don't have to. He's set. But that's the thing. That's that's the thing with friends is that it has nothing to do. Is there's nothing behind it. There's nothing before it. This moment right now. Yeah. I think I also to I think also to what we have to get out of the mindset of saying is like even though. Like, even when people are like-minded, it's good to have people around you that are different. Yes. Right? Because if, if we always think the same way and if we are all the same and if everything Fred does, I totally understand it and I totally back it, there is no growth there. Right? If, if, I'm, if I'm amening everything that they always do, then how did I learn? How do we ever have a conversation where I actually have added to you because I'm telling you something you didn't know, or I'm telling you something you didn't think, or I'm telling you something you haven't experienced. And the problem is, it's like, we're so set in our ways and we always think we're right that when you have a homeboy that thinks differently, it's like, nah, I can't, I'm like, I don't really see it that way. Mm -hmm. We can't say, well, tell me how you see it. Yeah. And him telling me that is not him saying I'm wrong, he's giving me a different perspective. perspective. Right. Or or if you like, you know what, if, 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 if Chan loves doing something and I don't necessarily love it and I tell him why I don't no, that doesn't mean I'm not going to go with him. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm going to take care of him. That's my guy. But it's like, you know what, dog, like we don't always have to do that or we don't always have to be there. Or, I'm going to take it in tonight. Or, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I think being around people like that, that allow you to see different things and different mindsets that can still be successful is so valuable. Yeah. That adds to you. You know what I'm saying? Even if they like, if you make a great decision and they go, you know what, Cam, that really wasn't for me. That doesn't mean your decision is bad. It just means it wasn't for them and that's okay. And we have to be 
okay with other grown men, like Channing said, other lions saying, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. Yes, sir. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that just emotional? But did it not touch my spirit? She, Q is showing it. She is literally expressing it right now. <laughs> your allergies being expressed. So I talked about APR. Now I'm a financial person. So that, for a lot of, for us, it's annual percentage rate. But for this episode, it is authentic personal relationships, APR. And that goes hand in hand. Basically, what you're giving out in this instance, you're giving out the principal and interest you want in the relationship, the principal and interest to be returned back to you. So it's give and take. Everyone's giving and taking. And so for me, the practice, uh, APR is the practice of respect, compassion, forgiveness, maturity, acceptance of yourself and others. It is revealing your truest self, being genuine and vulnerable in your communication and interactions with others. It's being intentional with that. It's, it's putting two things together. Some people like to use the word juxtapose, but also it's parallel because what you feel inside is going to be consistent with what you do uh, in, in action and what you do orally when it comes to your interactions with people. So what you feel, you're expressing it and it matches the way you act and the way you talk. So yeah, that's my definition, working definition of APR. I think I like your definition of APR, authentic personal relationships. I would, however, like more of an emphasis on the A, the authenticism, <laughs> no, yeah. authenticity. There we go, there that's the word. Mm -hmm. The authenticity, just because it's so easy to fall into the lines of, well, I said this or I did this and somebody reacted negatively and maybe I should just, no, if that's you, then be you. I personally struggle with that a lot when it comes to my word choice. You know, so be you, be, what is it? Um, be unapologetically oh, yourself. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And when you do that, you, there's a test of if it is a authentic personal relationship on how that person responds when you're being your natural self. So that, that could be an indication of if this is something uh, that's real. Because if it is comes to you in the form of a lash out, then your response, if you're an authentic, if you're being authentic and this personal relationship means something is, mm -hmm. oh, I need to inject the practice of compassion, forgiveness, and let's add in understanding, seeking understanding on where that is coming from. So that way you can still have that connection. So we're going to talk about uh, the next two things are how to establish an authentic personal relationship and the importance of them. And so the first thing is um, I thought I made this up. I literally did because I'm the finance guy. Like I said, APR, I'm like, yeah, this is dope. So I went in to Google, you know, a trusted source. 
uh, <laughs> among the world. Sorry. And I typed it in just to make sure, yes, you're the one that made this up. This is going to be like an explosive episode. Everyone's going to be like, oh, never thought of it. And come to find out there's thousands of articles. And I wasn't the only one. So um, this is a, what we're going to do is juxtapose my thoughts that I've already had in addition to some good sound uh, trusted source that I clicked on the link on Google. That link will obviously be in the description box so that way you can get the full parameters of what the article was about. But the focus for us is the personal relationship aspect. And so one of the things is uh, from my past, you know, working, working through all of this is that there are triggers. You have to understand what they are and know whether it, it's know whether you're reacting based upon someone else's actions or based upon someone's fear or issues um, when it comes to uh, expressing yourself. So if you know what your triggers are, that enables you to have a healthy expression of what it is that you're feeling to others. You know, I, I believe that that is like, 85% true. Because <laughs> hey. I know what my triggers are, mm -hmm. especially like my biggest one. And knowing and being able to verbalize it doesn't really ever seem to help the situation and or outcome. Gotcha. So I think it's like 85% <laughs> true. But if you focus, <laughs> like let, let's just go basic with it. You can't add someone into your life if you don't even understand who you are. Because then now someone who don't know who they are <laughs> and what they like, don't like, or how to express themselves. And then someone who's somewhat knowing who they are. The someone who knows somewhat of who they are is gonna slowly be confused and lost and somewhat irritated because they don't understand how to connect with you because you don't know how to express it yourself to that person so y'all can connect. So if you're focusing on yourself, the acceptance of yourself and who you are, it'll be a whole lot easier to express. So when you come into certain situations uh, where someone does something that, ooh, that triggers you, you're able to be like, ah, I don't, I don't really like that. This is how that made me feel. And now it's light bulb, oh, when I said that, you thought, I thought I had more money than you and I deserve something better. But that wasn't even the case. It was, oh, I was just coming as a joke. But now that I understand, I know not to play with you that way. Right. So I think that helps rather than just going about the relationship, seeking like Ryan Clark was saying, someone who's sane-minded. There's, we've talked about it before, there is a true difference between sane-minded and like-minded. Mm -hmm. Sane-minded, there is no growth. There's this constant agreeing with one another, constant expectation, I wanna do this, we're gonna all do this together because we all link together on this. Right. But there's no growth there. Like-minded means you're open to the fact that you guys are founded on the same thing. Let's get deep and personal. Christianity. We're founded on the same thing. 
but the way in which we express ourselves because we have different interests, life experiences are different, <laughs> we navigate life differently, but at the end of the day, we're founded on being a Christian. We're founded on good morals, good ethics, following the law of the land, not trying to scam cheap people or any of that stuff, walking in humility. So we're able to agree on most things and disagree on others, but still be in agreement with one another and be okay, as in yeah. able to function and not have any animosity or resentment mm -hmm. or anything like that. But if you decide to watch that full episode, which is a great one, you'll hear Shannon say, hey, you know, Ryan Clark do some weird stuff, but I'm still gonna be there and rock with him. Mm -hmm. You know, Fred, he don't really rock the nightlife anymore, but he'll come in protection of and to have fun with me. Right. So you don't have to, that, that's, that's where that acceptance and that compassion, that respect for one another comes from when it comes to my working definition. That's, how, that's it being practiced, right. it being shown, and it being authentic. <laughs> so that's 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 that trigger part and so the article you know it talks about transparency and we've done that before in our transparency episode being radical in that clear in what it is that you're feeling expressing that feeling but doing so with respect so that way when you leave that interaction with those with those group of people or that one person there isn't any resentment but you're walking away with peace and knowing that you guys both understand each other. Transparency with kindness. Yeah. Respect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Aretha said it best. So, you know, be transparent. <laughs> be transparent. It's just, just be that, do that, show that. And so let's, okay, I'm, I'm going to get a little personal on this next one. Wait, about me or about you? About me. Oh, okay, perfect. Because this next bullet point is all about you know, active listening. So like I said in the last episode, you know, there was this idea of this clothing company and the people that are supposed to be involved and God showing the sign that it's not gonna work the way you want it to work. You probably need to adjust before you start running off full speed ahead. But again, I had the blinders on. So when you think back, you know, hindsight's 2020, you, you think of these things like, oh, well, the sign was there. <laughs> So this is what I could say a sign. It's a group of people, love these people. Like I said, boom, boom, boom. Christianity founded, that's how we all met. I, could, I entitled it, you know, because it's something that I've always wanted. You know, the family. You know, you have a group of people outside, the people that you normally- That are biological. That, you, that are biological, that, the bloodline, who you know you run into, go into when it comes to holidays and stuff like that. Outside of that, you have your daily social life. So this, this is supposed to be a family. And so in particular situations, there is a consistent demonstration of a lack of, it's my personal feeling, don't, don't get mad, a lack of active listening. Mm -hmm. So group conversations, group talk, me being the one that's always watching, always looking and observing, started to catch on to a pattern, but just overlooked it. Because maybe I'm not saying it the right way, and I'm not speaking loud enough, or I'm not saying the right joke at the right time, or whatever the case may be. But I noticed that in constant expressions, 
there is a lack of active listening. So in active listening, that's demonstrating that you are truly hearing what the other person is saying, has to say, which is showing that you value your relationship with them. So when you're in the group or with your friend, you know, you know how you do, they talking, you're looking at them. <laughs> you're engaged in the conversation. So constant verbal oral expression for me, witnessing, oh, I'm in my phone, my head is down. But when other people are speaking, oh, I'm not in my phone, the phone doesn't exist, I'm laughing, my head is up, I'm looking in your eye, I'm surveilling, laughing and joking, looking at everybody. Mm-hmm. When I speak, boom, nothing. So that could be a red flag or a sign that this may not be an authentic, personal relationship. Can I just interject really quickly and ask uh, a personal question about our relationship? And yeah. seeing if you see the similarities between the things that I said way, I mean, we haven't really been married that long, but at the yeah, beginning, don't, don't do that. You way, don't want people, way, way. You don't want people thinking that, you know, right. just because we've known each other for 20 years. <laughs> so, we've only been married a short while. The beginning of our newly found relationship, you know, after you've come back, we were friends. Yeah. yeah. So there, and me talking to you about, you know, sometimes when I talk to you, I, I want to like see the face mm-hmm. here, yeah. not me looking at you, look at your, pick a device, any device. <laughs> Do I you see, oh, I know. Do you see the similarities by what I was saying then, and then what you're saying now in yeah, the group? of course. And but that's how God works. He teaches you lessons yeah. in mysterious ways. <laughs> so yeah, of course. Like there's always going to be growth in, in in paying attention to. Oh, wow. I'm expecting from this subset of people, the family, the the eight, the six, whatever you want to call them. But then I'm not delivering that to someone who should have that consistently. So. The next thing was um, from the article, it talks about staying in the present. So you, you have this understanding, you, you, you're, you're growing, you're maturing in adulthood and in, in being of in existence, period. So don't fall back on those bad habits. Don't, don't regress and, and remove all the growth that you've done. Right. Express your feelings in that movement. And in that moment, moment, Jesus, remove judgment and practice. There's this word again, practice, compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness. Compassion, seeking understanding on where someone is coming from. Accepting that that's what they stand on and believe in. And if there is any transgression or whatever the case may be, where you feel like you're hurt, extend that forgiveness but the connection can still be there because you guys connected on something that's founded that you both can agree on. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was going to say something. Well, keep thinking on it. <laughs> that's all right. Process your personal story. I, like I said at the top, when I'm talking about Stephen A, that you're, you write your narrative. Right, understanding that in life, some people will try to write 
your life's narrative without you included. You know where I got that from. I posted it on my Instagram story. I remember. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, a lot of people don't realize just how easy it is to fall back to what the, you know, the bad habits, their old habits. It's like your muscle memory. Your body will more quickly adapt to going back into that because it's used to that. Same thing with your brain, your, your emotions, everything will go back to that thing that you're used to. So just like we've talked before in divorce and how, oh, it's not an option. It is an option. And for you to be cognizant and acknowledge that it is an option will help you to work harder not to get to that point. So it's the same thing here. It is possible for me to go back into those bad habits. So you have to actively participate in your own mind and body to make sure that you don't do that mm -hmm. because it is very easy to go back. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like you said, the acknowledgement that it is an option. There's an acknowledgement that there is an option that we don't have to be friends. But I choose to stay mm -hmm. married. I choose to still be your friend. There should be a, an appreciation and love for that, that the choice is consistently being made to keep that relationship together. That's pushing your expectations on another person. No, I'm just saying, that's that's just me. Like I recognize that divorce is an option, but there's a consistent commitment and choice that this marriage is gonna work and we're gonna be long lasting. We don't have to be friends, but you're making the choice to be a friend. And I'm gonna respect oh. that choice and decision okay. because you don't have to. And we're gonna add in and sprinkle another moment sprinkle thing that they be doing on whatever social media memes and stuff. Remember the guy with the little salt and sprinkle? No. That I carry the inadequacy factor, that characteristic, fearing inadequate, not good enough. So you made that choice. Oh, I'm, I'm going to respect that because you made that decision. Mm -hmm. So going back to the process, your personal story, Stephon Lewis, I mean, if you need that type of therapy, reach out to him. But this is where I got this from, that people will write the story, write the narrative about you without you included. So mm -hmm. that means the narrative that they're writing is originally false because it did not come from you. And understand that you are the you are the author, you are the story. So write the story as such so you, that way you understand you on a personal level and pay attention to the positives. And the negatives, you understand how you came through those things that should empower and strengthen you to keep moving forward. So pay attention to the positives, and when you see a negative, look for the silver lining. Yeah. And emotional, available, and responsive. Those are the type of people that you want to have in your circle. Emotionally available and responsive. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Emotional, available. Oh, well, emotionally available and responsive. Those are the type of people you want to have in your circle. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're going to understand, let's just get scientific with this, your tone of voice. That's you projecting a certain type of emotion when it comes to different topics you may be discussing. Some people, emotionally expressive is very low when it comes to, let's say, politics or money. While the other person, they're high on emotion when it comes to talking about politics, emotional, it, it, politics, financials, money, <laughs> Jesus, and social justice. Ooh, all these olds are getting me messed up in the world in these words. So you understand and you see that, 
but you're still going to be responsive because that connection, that relationship matters to you. And you, and you, and in you being responsive, what are you doing? You're learning a new perspective on a topic that you normally would not discuss, or you had some thoughts on, but wasn't courageous enough to even speak on it. And now that vulnerable, vulnerable space is open because you're connected with somebody who has a different interest in you. And so now you see the world and see this topic in a different view in a different life. Right. I was just going to add that there is an emotional intelligence about being able to say, it seems like you're really upset. We're good though, right? Just, you know, because if you're not emotionally, you know, if you aren't usually used to people being very um, fervent, passionate about a stance and they come off that way. A lot of times people will be like, ah, oh, they're mad at me. I don't know what I did, what is happening. So there is an, an emotional intelligence to do that quick check-in. Like, I just want to make sure that you're just being very passionate about this. And like, we as yeah. friends are good. Like this, it all this intensity that I'm feeling is not actually directed towards me, but towards the topic. That is an emotional intelligence that I personally think is um, overlooked and should, yeah, should probably be practiced more um, because it does help you to gain a fuller understanding of another person mm -hmm. and just their characteristic and how they are. Yeah. Like Otherwise, you could take it as, oh, this person is so passionate about something. They must think they know it all. They know it all. <laughs> they, they, or just, they just know everything. About they're it. just an angry person. Or someone could be like, you know, you yell all the time. <laughs> I am not yelling. My voice does go higher. My pitch does go higher. But it's because I am excited or passionate. Mm -hmm. I am not yelling, though. <laughs> do so, you not realize you do the same when it comes to something that you like and am right. passionate about? Mm hmm you get loud about medicine. You I do not lack of a lack of a better terminology. You get loud about medicine. Oh, she's loud. She's loud, but not realize. Well, you get loud about artistry, music. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to like? Everyone gets loud about something that they're passionate about. You okay. got to have the the thought process, the intelligence, I guess, emotional intelligence conversational intelligence are to understand that oh this is something that someone cares about not that they think they know it all but this is something that they're more passionate about and they obviously know more than me about this because my passion is something different right <laughs> i mean there have been countless times where flow is well duh, 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 and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh you know what i mean no can you say it again <laughs> And then he literally does that. Like, I just, I'm like, I know. But I got lost where? At the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can we just, but this time slower, um, maybe some pictures and some analogies would be beneficial. And then he does. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing, vice versa, as I'm debriefing about my 12-hour shift. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this and then and then. And I start throwing out acronyms and all sorts of things. And he's like. What? So, 
they took someone's arm off? I don't know. What happened? No. Yeah. They put the blood pressure cuff and squeezes on. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying they took a, the arm off. My bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're because that's my comfort zone or that's his comfort zone, it's okay to have, like I said, that emotional intelligence. Like, I'm... You're super excited about this. Okay, now I'm also going to throw in the intelligence of, let me just make sure I understand what it is that you're saying about this thing that you're super passionate yeah. about. Or being, like I said, the mature part, using that <laughs> maturity mm -hmm. to be like, okay, these, these are the actions that I'm seeing. These are the words that I'm hearing. What is the point that you're trying to get across? Because it's making me view and think of you this way. And then yeah. now you're like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. That, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> that, that that's, no, that's not, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. So that's, that's you expressing that the relationship is of value. Mm -hmm. So we, we had an example. Um, we went on the trip and... We weren't on the same page. I think we brought this up before, but we weren't on the same page on that trip. And that was kind of spilling over into the interactions of friendship mm. to where the point I just snapped. My anger wasn't towards the group of people or that said individual. The anger was towards us not connecting. Yeah. And so, but one apology was needed, apology was given. But also on the flip side of that coin, when it comes to a relationship, there's two sides. There wasn't no, oh, well, you've never done this before. Are you okay? What, what's going on right here? Do we need to have group talk, group session? There wasn't any of that. It was more so separate ways, boom, boom, boom. Try to come back together, talk about it, and then we just kept going that way. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't there wasn't a connection there and so that's that's what we're talking about when it comes to activating the knowledge and experience that life is giving you as you mature to recognize and then seek out if that relationship means something if it doesn't then that could be a sign hindsight that it wasn't meant that relationship wasn't meant to be that mm -hmm. so um one of the things I just wanted to throw out there because this article said it and it references uh, the mask and the importance of removing that and being your authentic self. It talks about adaptable functional adults. Those are individuals who uh, present what they would like to be rather than who they really are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's often called um, not authentic. It is they may act one way in a certain situation and something else in another. This is the way I am at home. This is the way I'm at. This is the way I am at church. This is the way I am at work. This is how I am with friends. That's you changing. Uh, you're, you're removing parts of yourself yes. in certain situations rather than just keeping those parts with you in every single situation. Yeah, you're acting like a chameleon so that you blend in better. Yeah. Basically, if we all just revert ourselves back to our teenage boyfriend girlfriend stages and you know it's like you know you're so nice and kind when you're with me but when you get around your friends you're a real mm -hmm. butthead <laughs> same thing yeah it's the same thing if anything inject <laughs> tabitha brown where she talks about freedom 
just being who you are, is greater than code switching. Just be who you are. It's literally on a shirt that they sell. <laughs> Freedom over code switching. So just inject that. Just be who you are in every single scenario. Don't have the facade. Don't have the mask up. Don't do any of those things. So as I'm reading this article, it kind of punched me in the face and gave me a little black eye and kind of poked the heart because this is kind of me to a T. So individuals who fall into secure, so that fall into insecure avoiding category, uh, categories are more likely to be loners and have a hard time depending on other people. Can we just clarify quickly that this uh, insecure avoidant characteristic is an attachment style, as in how you they relate. Don't matter. They it does to, matter they how you relate to other people. That does matter. They don't get it when they read the article. The focus yeah, is people who article. fall into the insecure avoiding category are more likely to be loners and have a hard time depending on other people, whether friends or partners. They prefer to be on their own and often feel that close relationships are more trouble than they're worth. They tend to close themselves off as a form of emotional self-protection. That hit me, because that was me. They talk about briefly in the article that childhood and the parental bond plays a role into how things are going to materialize or grow into as you reach adulthood and try to establish different types of relationships. Because and those so, are your first relationships. Yeah, so for me, in a sense, there was a lot of moving. Fresno, the desert, living in the desert, school, 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 different, different, different team, even different college. So all of that stuff is a constant evolving door of movement and never really truly being stationary in one spot and building long-term relationships. Yeah, I was in the desert for over, for just about 10 years. But while in the desert, there was no relationship being established to that way. Oh, yeah, that's who I talked to way back when at the church or whatever the case may be. Or when I went to high school, elementary school, none of that. No connection. Remember just about all their names, but there's no connection. There's no text. There's no social media friending or any of that stuff. Barely. Mm -hmm. any. So but then how does it go with your parents, though? Because although that's your lifespan in a nutshell from Fresno to the desert and different schools, mm -hmm. your first uh, relationship was with uh, son and God, uh, wait, son and father, <laughs> mother. So I was like, wait, no, no, no. Son, Daughter is father, mother, no. Mother, no. Mother, so, son, son and dad. father and yeah. mother. How was that? Like, so that initial connection with them is what kind of sets you up. So I know and in we your, talked about it. Me and my dad were not. We in your younger years. I don't remember that. In your younger years, it would be what would be considered typical. It was cool. It was whatever. I don't really remember. We were fine. But as you, as a person, started to develop, then you started to have these separations and breakdowns in communication with your dad and then your mom and then. Yeah. The point things. is. Emotional self-protection because, in instance, you, I, 
I mean, we're black. It's, it's the best way to describe it. There is not a lot of child self-expression of what it is that you think and feel. Oh. Do what I say, because <laughs> I'm the parent. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there it is. That's besides the obvious that I've already expressed. But that is a form of emotional self-protection. So, in the instance of, let's get more specific, the six, there was a period in which it was focused on trying to build an authentic personal relationship. Let's get deep. Let's Not really right. have this conversation. Let's try to have this conversation and build upon it. Let's hear about the past and how that uh, pretty much molded you into who I'm seeing today. Mm -hmm. And so that was a space where there was open dialogue and it was a, it was a, uh, we walked through the door of vulnerability and it being a safe space. And so when that happens, that means you're letting a part of you that you normally protect because you're, you want to protect yourself. You don't want to be put that out there and you getting trampled on and stomped on. Yeah. So for me, there was, a, there was that period, that time where a little bit of that was shared. And so <clears throat> during that time, that, that, period of time, let's just say, there was a heightened fear <laughs> that was going on in me that entire time because now it's calling for vulnerability. And I'm always about, like, I'm protecting me. I mm -hmm. probably need to go to therapy and try to figure out why that is an automatic response. Don't really know. But stuff that's happened that's that's means kind of let's keep that hidden but now this is what everyone's giving and now it's it's my turn so i share a piece of some of the stuff that i've gone through <clears throat> some could call it <clears throat> emotional trauma or whatever the case may be but still sharing that took a lot even though it was a little it took a lot but then it was like now they now it's out there that a part of me has now been exposed mm -hmm. and that heightened the fear of what could potentially happen because I don't, I don't do that. Right. It's like not we even you usually do. No. And you are being very vulnerable and you don't know how one, they'll respond and two, how it may or may not be used. Yes, and and how this relationship could potentially you know play out because I didn't do that in previous friendships and school and then you're there for the year and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into that. Came to dating and being relationships. I didn't get into that. I didn't go deep, deep, deep. You know, doors wide open till with you. So this is like hyperventilating inside like Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and so now you know there's been you know you have the family that's a collection of people and then you have what ultimately became the six because we are no longer apart and so now there's there's that I guess psychological and emotional stuff I'm going through because it's like it's a reminder that I gave a piece and it was like, why did you do that if this was the end result? Like when people are being vulnerable, it may be nothing to you, 
but it could be everything to that other person. Right. Respect that they did that, you know. Don't take it lightly or anything like that. You got to, for me, I'm cognizant of that. If you're going to let the walls down and share something, I'm all that. I can't just be like, ah, oh, I don't really know you. Or I don't vibe with you anymore. And stuff. I can't, for me, I just can't do that. I can't. <laughs> Look, kid, bad things happen, and you can't do anything about it, right? Right. Wrong! When the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. I can't do that. <laughs> man, tomorrow, man, the lion, lion king. But um, I can't, I can't, my body, my mental capacity doesn't allow me to do that with people. So if they end up turning around and walking away, that's cool. But the door will always be open because that takes a lot of courage to do that. And so for it to be where it's at now, it's kind of like... Give it back, but I can't give it back. So it's yeah. so it's dealing with that and trying to work through it uh, for me and personally. So that's what something I connected with. Um, in addition to this whole discussion about authentic personal relationships, and now having gone through that, of course, reflection, you know, is powerful because now you can see different signs and know in which direction things could pop possibly go but still walking through those doors openly because the importance of authentic relationships is this living on an island leads to a dark zone a, a dark mental space uh, a depression you open the door for all types of just not positive things and understanding when you're on that island because you're, you chose to be on, be on that island or chose to build walls around yourself to self-preserve and self-protect emotionally, mentally, whatever the case may be, those very same walls block out the thing that you want, that you're looking for, that's a part of living life. And that's love, peace, connection, joy, happiness, all of those things. So understanding that like we talked about the positives, but you see the negatives and finding the silver lining, understanding that there's growth and there's strength because you still keep trucking along and moving forward, as you said. Um, uh, meet the Robinsons. Like my husband always says. Authentic relationships, you guys. Close, supportive, nurturing connections are essential to living on this earth. Know the importance of authentic personal relationships, what it is, and how to how to build those, because those are essential. You can have acquaintances, but acquaintances don't connect 
to the deep level of authentic personal relationships that can help stimulate your own personal growth mm -hmm. because that's what those people are there for and that's what you're what you are there for for that person and also jess and i has understood authentic personal relationships are not it's not specific to friendships um mm -hmm. there are it goes with your intimate partner it family. goes with your family it's it goes not with your just children well, that's family. types well i was thinking you're the adult family but also to your children work okay. relationships all that stuff yes it's all it's across the board mm -hmm. that's all and that's all for this episode. So we want to thank, we want to give a special shout out. I would like to give a special shout out to the hot spots uh, because we talked about it in the first episode, just because we see it sitting here getting five views or whatever the case may be, there's someone listening. And so big shout out to Belgium out there, Germany, that whole area has been listening to us. Australia has been listening to us. We got new hits in Miami, Florida, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Wichita, Kansas, Houston, Southern California, all over the place. We want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening in. But we want to ask of you, if you could, please take just 12 seconds of your time. Hit that like button if you're on Facebook. Hit the follow button if you see us on Instagram or TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We're on TikTok. Tickety-tock. Hit, you know, go ahead and click that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Hit the follow button if you're on Facebook. Didn't I say that already? I'm missing something. Instagram? Yes, follow on the Instagram. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple. all the other podcast platforms we're on. We're on Audible, too, because that is... Uh, one way we can further push this message that we're trying to put out there that, you know, blended families putting a spotlight on them, but there is an important discussion to be had around friendships, around marriage, around getting through being parents, getting through being in a blended family. There's important message to all of that because as times go on, we're starting to witness that there is a growing population, if you will, of blended families. And so there are going to be challenges there. And we wanted to address authentic personal relationships because we believe that'll help your marriage. Mm -hmm. We believe that'll help your relationships with other people. And if you're in our case, with the other's parents. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. So we thank you guys so much for thank listening you to the in. Village oh, for your support. Save the best for last. It. We so appreciate it. Yes. Shout out to the village. You can head over to Patreon and join uh, so that we get all the exclusive content. Some exclusive, yes, some of that stuff will never be seen. It's only on there. Sometimes we edit these episodes down to I went off and got too detailed. They get the detail. Mm -hmm. And you guys do not. So we appreciate them for <laughs> being, <laughs> you know, a part of the village. We thank yes. you. Um, the, the, the house walkthrough coming soon. Mm -hmm. I thought you were ending. Like, I thought you were going to say, good day. So, because that's the way we started this episode. No, I, I had a message. It <laughs> just got tied up with I don't know what thoughts. Okay. Um, but that's it. All right.